Oscar Combs here, and I want to put one rumor to rest, once and for all. The story is that Rafferty's goes all out for sports fans. And let me tell you, it's absolutely true. Confirmed. And fans love Rafferty's right back because the food is so terrific. Serve fresh. Serve fast. Serve friendly. Lunch or dinner. Rafferty's menu is jam-packed with all your favorites. Steaks, prime rib, chicken, ribs, delicious dishes and generous sizes that really satisfy the appetite. So come hang with the sports crowd at Rafferty's. It's the tastiest place in town. Welcome to Conversations with Oscar Combs, presented by Rafferty's and Double Dogs. As we continue to celebrate the playing careers of Brett Barrett, Melvin Turpin, and Charles Hurd, episode 58 will focus on their teams throughout the first part of the 80s. Joby Hall was the coach, and he had surrounded himself with a ton of talent and some characters, too. Two of those characters, Roger Harden and Kenny Scott Walker. Roger and Kenny are alongside Oscar Combs to relive their days at UK. There are plenty of highs and plenty of lows, but there is no shortage of great stories in this episode. All three will discuss the original dream game with Louisville, the Houston game, and the hype surrounding the talent assembled on the court at Rupp Arena that day. And we'll go back and relive the game in which the Skywalker and the Wildcats stopped Sir Charles. Roger Harden describes the excitement for playing and winning for Coach Joe B. Hall and the fans and the emotion field moments when Coach Hall retired. And we'll share a special moment with Kenny and Roger, something that doesn't happen too often anymore. Senior day at the University of Kentucky. This is part two of Conversations with Oscar Combs, presented by Rafferty's and Double Dogs. His guest, Roger Harden and Kenny Walker. Guys, your freshman year, you come in here, and maybe some people have forgotten, but this is the 35th anniversary of the Dream Games original game down in Knoxville. Uh, started out that season, 82-83. Uh, Unfortunately, once again, Sam Bowie wasn't ready to come back. Mm-hmm. And you had uh, some seniors that year, like Charles Hurt, Derek Hord. What do y'all remember most about that season? Uh, that was, uh, well, that was our freshman year. So, I'm, you know, uh, I don't remember a whole lot about the turf first 10 or 15 games because uh, I think I was but a little – I think your buddy uh, Roger does. Uh, I, I, was, I was a little overwhelmed, you know. I mean, I don't think neither one of us was getting much playing time. Uh, I think uh, one of you did. I, I wasn't. I know I know. Todd May uh, left after about six games, you know, into our freshman year because he wasn't happy with his playing time that he was getting. Uh, but I don't remember much about the first part of that season, but I do know that we got better as – as as time as time went on, really, of course, it ended with the Louisville game. Yes, so that's that's the defining game of that that of whole that season. And 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 because of that game, I think Oscar, we had a great year that year. What, how many did we win that year? What were we? Twenty twenty two, twenty two and six or something like that. What our record was? I know. Once we got in the tournament, we end up uh, beating. Uh, Indiana, the game before we played Louisville. Uh, three and eight. Yeah. Three and eight. But we mm-hmm. beat a lot of really good teams. And and, mm-hmm. and we 
there was an outside chance that maybe Sam was coming back. That was the year that we're like, no, Sam can't even come back this year. He's got to sit out a year, right? You beat number four Villanova. Yeah, that yeah. was in Rupp Arena with yeah. Ed, uh, uh, John Pannone. Yes. And, you know. Uh, Ranger. Yeah, yeah. Listen, it was a Final Four team. We have Louisville beat, but because of that. Dirk Minifield should have dunked the ball when he went down with 30 seconds to go in the game. He went for a layup, and Charles Jones got a – a piece of it. If Dirt Minifield turns that ball over and dunk it, I guess it was probably about 18 or 20 seconds left in the game. We go up, and I think we win that ball game. But they went down and scored, and I think Jim made a shot from deep in the corner mm-hmm. to take it to overtime. It would have been a three-point shot if it was today because he was deep in the corner. But once they got in overtime, they outscored us hey, we, twelve to two. It was a dunk fest. The, here's here's what happened. We were it was late in the game. We're up. We're in total control. Nine, ten points. And then he went to the two two one. And that's what brought him back. Yeah, we started throwing we the ball all over. Yeah. And yeah. it got so bad even in the you know how bad it got, Oscar? Here's how bad it got. I got time in the overtime. Hey, I think Gary Cord found we, out late in the game. Yeah, well, it got yeah, hurt. Might have fouled out as well. It was. Yeah. it was at the point where it was like we never seen a press before. Yeah, and 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 we we uh, we thought the game was over, and we iced it. It was a perfect. It, Coach Hall did a great job. He pulled it out, yeah. taking time off the yeah. clock. We're either going to foul or get scored, and yeah. if we if either one happens, the game's probably going to be over. Yeah. And, and and we're running a high stack offense at the elbows where uh, the guards were just cutting out and throwing right. each other and then going back. Yeah. And Minnie decides to turn the corner and, and go and for Charles a layup. Jones catches him yep. side, and I mean like gets uh, the finger down on the yeah. ball. Yep. Dirk Minifield never always finished when he went to the rack. That's right. So it, it, he yeah. he had a beautiful way yeah, of getting it yeah. up, or he would dunk on you. Yeah, and he knew he probably would, he it would be a serious dunk against Charles. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he throws up a high floater, and it's right trajectory, yeah. everything, and you could just from where I was sitting, yeah. you could just see get, get a piece, just a, like a fingertip on it, just to tip it just enough, and they get it and go down and and they score. So so that whole season, the memory of that whole season, as you look back, you don't remember what a great year we had that year. Because of that tragic loss, and you know we could have won it. We could have won it in '83. Yeah. What what kind of atmosphere did you all feel with that game? Because you had not played them before uh, in your all's well, career. The thing that was funny because the year before, I remember uh, I was a senior in high school and I had just signed to go with Kentucky to NCAA tournament. It had just started. I was there cheering my Wildcats on, and they lost to Middle Tennessee. Uh, in the NCAA tournament. If they would have won that game, they would have played Louisville that year. But a lot of people said, well, Kentucky lost on purpose because they didn't want to play Louisville. So we finally play each other in this game. And I, what was weird to me about that game, Oscar, is a couple things. We playing down in Knoxville, Tennessee at Stokely right. on that ugly orange court. So you had all of this orange that was oh, in there. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you had all of this orange, Tennessee orange, and half of the arena was blue and half of it was red. And John Y. Brown, the governor at that time, came out before the game. He had on a jacket. It was half red and half blue. Uh, I guess the state divided. And so uh, we had just beaten uh, Indiana, I guess, a day before. So you didn't have a lot of time to – 
hype the game, I think, like they want wanted to. Boom, it was there before you know, knew it, which was probably good because, hey, let's just play it and get it out of the way. But I think uh, Louisville – Do you think if Kentucky had won that game that we would have had the Kentucky-Louisville rivalry – no, probably not. No. no, because Coach Hall didn't. Coach Hall didn't want it. Uh, he was following the policy that uh, Adolph Rupp had practiced throughout the out the state. But that game was such a big hit. I mean, I mean, the hype was off the chain. The next year, they made us play each other, and we ran into them twice the following year. You had, you actually oh. were an underdog in that game in Knoxville. Okay, they they were favored by like eight points. Yeah. Okay. And then you came back the next year and you opened the season with them. In fact, the so-called superstation WTBS put in the highest bid to televise the game. Yeah. And they had a one-hour TV preview from the lobby of Rupp Arena with a very young Craig Sager. Craig Sager. Yes. <laughs> well, well, I mean, what a time to be at Kentucky basketball, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, that was <clears throat> yeah. that was epic. But I – to answer your other question before I go, comment on that, Oscar, no, I don't think Louisville would have wanted to play us because the ridicule, if we would have beat them in that first game from our fan base and everything else, would have been so overwhelming that I think they probably would have thought, well, why mess with it? Yeah. But when they beat us, yeah, they got bold. Yeah. They yeah. got big and bold. And then John Y wanting to be, and I trust me, I think he's one of the greatest governors we've had, John Y. Brown. But when he stepped into the breach and the legislature <laughs> got involved, yeah. okay, uh, okay, that's cool. Uh, but there was a bunch of guys over. Okay, let me tell you this: it wasn't it wasn't fun being a Kentucky Wildcat from March of '83 uh, going in. Uh, uh, you spend that summer in that atmosphere with our fans mm-hmm. and you're going out and you're seeing our fans oh. and stuff. We were like. No, nah, we could. That game couldn't come fast enough. Right, right. Just to get the stink yeah, yeah. out of the air. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you, uh, what, what? I forget what the date was, but it could not come fast I enough. Think, for I, us think, I think it was around it. Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was the reentry the first time in three years yeah. that Sam Bowie played. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. had a lot, and, and we had a lot of inspiration. And you know, you got Louisville down there riding the. Uh, Derby parade, yeah, 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 and we see it on TV, and they're, mm-hmm. oh, they beat Kentucky and everything, and we're like, actually, we thought the game was a fluke. Yeah. If you want to ask us, it's like we we should we had you down eight or nine, we should have put you away. Yeah. It was a fluke. Yeah, we 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 uh, we panicked and over. You really felt that, huh? Yo, you guys really felt that way. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Do you yeah. think that we're scared of University of Louisville? We'd love to kick Louisville's ass. Yeah. We yeah. couldn't wait to kick Louisville's We knew going into the first game, the way that it ended up is the way that we wanted it was because we. you think that we were scared we were going to lose the Louisville game the next year afterwards? We couldn't wait to play the Louisville game just, yeah. to, get, just to change the fact that we are Kentucky basketball again. I had I had some of my best games against Louisville, and it goes back to I guess a rivalry that I had with Billy Thompson in high school. He was ranked the number one, you know, power forward coming out of high school in 1982. I was ranked number two. He was going to Kentucky, and I mean he was going to Louisville, and I was going to Kentucky. So we had that personal battle for four years and i don't know what it was about billy thompson every time i played against him man i was hyped 
I, I had I had awesome games against Louisville. So I love the hype, yeah. you know. Uh, for me, it didn't bother me. Yeah. But obviously, obviously, you know, guys are different. I've seen some guys in that ball game get a little shaky. But boy, that was that like was the game. yeah, yeah. Like Roger said, man, you know. forget Indi- Indiana. Now it was fun to play against Indiana because Bobby Knight and all that. But no, it was much more fun to yeah. beat Louisville than to beat Indiana or LSU, Dale Brown, or anybody. It was just more fun. That well, that was just a reality game in that because we were in that first one and we lost it. We mm-hmm. were fresh, but we didn't have much to do with it. But you know, we we didn't play much in that game. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. we didn't have a lot of opportunity to do that. But when you see what it does for our, what what happens to Kentucky, our fan base and stuff like that, we realize, hey, we can't. I mean, we we dropped one again our junior year when we were rebuilding. Mm-hmm. We played them well. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. probably played them much better than they thought they would, and then you know beat them our senior yeah. the year that that. Uh, yeah, that, we had to. Yeah, yeah, that we had yeah. to play LSU. <laughs> number one in the number two in the no, what was it? Number one in the country, number two in the state. Yeah, our people did uh, that. Yeah, the 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 eighty four season. Uh, you you knew going into it that with Sam back, that you had a real legitimate shot at winning a national mm-hmm. championship. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you played a schedule like that. There there were a couple games you had your traditional SEC game, but. There were a couple games other than Louisville that sort of stood out on the schedule, and one of them was a road trip on Christmas Eve to Illinois. Mm-hmm. I'll let you oh, talk about that just God. briefly. That was the worst uh, trip, man. I mean, the, the weather was so bad. I mean, they literally had a blizzard. And I remember, you know, getting to the game. I mean, the weather was so bad. I, I thought they were going to cancel the game. I mean, it was only a uh, handful of people in the stands. Matter of fact, the referees couldn't even get to the game. They got two guys out of the stands, and uh, one guy just put on a referee sh- uh, shirt, and he had on jeans, you know, referee in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we They had a great team, Bruce Douglas, uh, Ephraim Winters. You actually uh, played them in the regional. Yeah, and, and uh, right before we played they Louisville. Loaded. They were loaded, and they had a – We stole that game. We stole that game. I, re- I, I remember with about 10 seconds left to go in the game, it was back and forth. Coach Hall called a timeout, and he said, we're going to put the ball into James Blackman's hand. And I think James Blackman went one-on-one at the end of the game and made a like a 12-, 15-foot jump shot. We won that ball game, and we couldn't fly out after the ball game. We took the bus all the way back to Lexington, and I guarantee you that bus didn't get over maybe 40 miles per hour Probably the whole trip. That was the longest trip, I think, home. But like Roger said, we were lucky to win that ball game. We stole one. Well, and well, kind of ironic, Roger, we had to face them again. Memory serves me right. Roger didn't have to ride that bus home. Man, that's good. Yeah, you I, went home. I, you and Heights home, went You, you and Heights well, went we home? We were Indiana boys, and so we were just right across the road. So yeah. we coach let us go. We had to be back like a day or two later. Mm-hmm. But uh, – yeah, that was good. You don't want to lose. Like, remember my junior year, we lost to Purdue at Purdue. How bad was that? Yeah, that was yeah, yeah. I mean, we lost everybody in 84. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but we had a lot of guys coming back. Yeah. Like I said, we made that valiant run in 85. But uh, you didn't want to lose border games. I mean, guys, there's a lot of pride in the locker room. I mean, back then, it was more school-driven, Indiana, Purdue. I mean, you know, we're, we're playing for Kentucky's pride. And, yeah, yeah. 
the culture's changed. I'm yeah. not saying it's right or wrong, Oscar, but you must say that the way that the, that the players look at the game and what's important. I remember during our uh, if you if you kind of left early, like if you left after your sophomore year in college back in the 80s to go to the NBA, to be honest with you, you were looked at as a little selfish. Yeah. And you you leaving your boys behind. Yeah. The only somebody that okay. did that was and, Isaiah Thomas and Magic, yeah. you know, and, before and, and Rex came Obviously, those are iconic players. I mean, yeah. they needed to yeah. do it yeah. no, for those guys. Mm. But but – uh, and I'm, I'm not. Well, you had to go the hardship road. I'm not, I'm not saying that I, I thought that they were, but the, but the kind of the census was, and I can always remember Dick Vitale, and I don't, I haven't heard him say this in a long time. Stay four years, you can always go. You can't go back and get those college memories. And do you remember? Yeah, the yeah. Stuff like that that mm-hmm. was the attitude around trying to keep college basketball the way that it is. But uh, you know, I, I say all that to say this is just that the 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 other thing that has changed is. That it was more about, hey, we're we're going to play Kentucky. I don't think anybody that showed up at Kentucky back in the '80s thought that they were bigger than the University no, of Kentucky. No, it was like you were in awe mm-hmm. of the program when you came. You had mm-hmm. this great reverence and respect mm-hmm. for it, and that kind of shaped your mentality the entire time you were there. Yeah, perhaps the biggest game in Rupp Arena up to that point in time was Kentucky versus. Houston. Oh boy! On yeah. Super Bowl oh. Sunday, <laughs> yeah, prelim to the Super Bowl. Yes, yeah. my director, yeah. yeah. well, That's oh. right. Oh, oh, oh my God! Oh. <laughs> you talk about the, go ahead, Walk. I mean, you talk about one of the greatest. Yeah. The the most assembled talent on the floor of high flyers, dunkers, the whole shebanga banga. It was wow, and and, it, and you're the prelim. Get this. You're the prelim, prelim to, to the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. I mean, when they didn't have a five hour pregame Super Bowl. Yeah. That's right. You went straight into the game. Yeah. The, the hype surrounding that game, I mean, of course, you know, like you said, Sam was coming back. You know, uh, of course, we had lost, I guess, a couple of SEC games. So we were trying to get back, I guess, on track. And boy, uh, big Melvin Turpin was unbelievable. And Sam wasn't that good offensively in that ball game. But, boy, between him and Melvin, God, they made Olajuwon work. And, boy, was he working. I mean, God, that guy erased. I don't think I've ever got my shot blocked that many times by one guy. I mean, I don't know how many times he he, he blocked my shot. But I remember just the pace of that game. Yeah, It, it started out. Is it beautiful? They jumped on us like, what, six, eight, Eleven nothing. <laughs> you know. I mean, it yeah. was 13 to 1. And we were like, what the heck is going on? I mean, they threw a haymaker, but boy, once we got our yeah. bearing, yeah. boy, we were we were up and down. It was it was probably yeah. outside of playing against Charles Barkley who we was used to playing against in the SEC. It was the most fun that I had. It was a game that hey, it was no place for the faint-hearted. If you was playing in the paint, if you came in there with anything weak, it was getting thrown up oh. out of there. I mean, my both sides. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. fun. It was right up my alley. I mean, I love that. And I love the fact that Bowie and Turpin was getting all of the hype. It's, it was Bowie against Turpin uh, and, and Elijah Wan. And I was thinking to myself, this is going to be a perfect time for me to come in and steal a 
piece of this spotlight, yeah, you know, and, here. And I think Kenny was a player of the game. Yeah. A great game. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a, probably about 20 he, points he in had, the ball game. He, played well. I had a pretty good floor game that game. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, But I'm just sitting here and I'm thinking, you know, that moment to be able to be, you know, a point guard and, you know, Kenny, but but to, to be able to play it, what the buzz that was surrounding that game, right, was mm-hmm. like everybody in the country was wanting to watch mm-hmm. it and to be a part of it and mm-hmm. for the Super Bowl. But then – the, the the beautiful part is Kenny Walker drove. What year was your Oldsmobile? Uh, 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 a seventy five ninety ninety eight Oldsmobile that was white, rusted out on the side. A white what what ninety eight Oldsmobile. Not ninety eight. I mean, uh, I, I like, think like uh, at seventy. Yeah, it was yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, uh, model was like seventy five. Yeah, yeah. It was a ninety eight old. No, it was seventy five. Was the year? Yeah. No, really, it was looked like a small boat. Yeah. Okay. And and walk sometimes I would dr- catch a ride with him down the rough and everything, <laughs> but walk. I mean I just got to be honest with you. It, it, the afterglow of the Houston game winning and going out on campus and all that that was that was that was the, that was. The, <laughs> the, I think the, the ladies, that, no, no, the ladies enjoyed that. What it, what it, how how blessed was I to be able to be in that spot at that moment. <laughs> Living that life, yeah. being able to experience that, yeah. get out amongst our fans mm-hmm. after a big win like that, and hang out and chill yeah. out. Yeah, and, that was and, the best. Oh, come on, man! It was how good's God been to me, mm-hmm. to all of us, really. What was mm-hmm. the what was the during the regular season? What was the low point? Was the low point the loss at Tennessee? Yeah, because well, no, no, the low no, point, no, the, the low point might have been we were undefeated in the in the re, in the non-conference, and our first two SEC games was on the road at Auburn, and then a couple of days at that at at Florida, we went out, we went down to Auburn, we got blown out by eighteen, and I think we went down Florida a couple of days later, and we got blown out by fourteen, so. We didn't get off to the roaring start, you know. Now, the Tennessee loss was tough, and the reason why that loss was tough because Melvin played so well. If anybody else would have done anything, we would have won the game. I remember that uh, Coach Hall was so mad at at us after the game. He came in. He said that we were a bur- bunch of imposters personating U.K. ball players, And Otis, Otis Singletary, who never said anything – yeah, Otis Singletary got up and said about how embarrassed we he was that we got beat, and Cliff Hagen got up and said that he could have took four homeless guys off the street of Lexington now, and, and played better than we did. Just so our listeners know who you're talking about, Otis Singletary was the, the president. president yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. so I would say to them that was probably the low point. Yeah, I, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, it was. You know what? But we didn't feel bad. No. No. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, with but you, you got to realize no. from 72 to 86. Yeah. 72 to 86, Kentucky only won one game. I yeah. know. Yeah. And know we it. won in 1986 when Coach Hall retired yes. and Eddie came in his first year. Listen, we won it. Yes. It we was won. the perfect storm, though, Oscar, because listen, when you coach all the. We, we were great. How's this? Because I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to sound self-righteous. But we, I mean, we were good guys, right? Living this yeah. this life of like a basketball beetle. You know the. You know uh, Elva. You know you. You're 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 experiencing this, right? It's Kentucky basketball. You're young. I mean, come on. I mean, things are happening, and 
and were, you know, Sports Illustrated is right, and could this be the greatest college basketball team they sent Curry Kirkpatrick? We read that stuff. We became prima donnas. Mm. We were, what? we were, and Coach Hall did everything in his power to bring us back. Yeah. To get us focused yeah. and all of that. But we were, we, yeah. at, at that point in that. All a result of beating Houston. We were, yeah, oh, well, we, we, we beat Houston and we're like, well, we, we really, it wasn't, we were, after the initial start, we pretty much controlled the whole game. Yeah. I mean, we were up seven, eight, nine, ten. Mm-hmm. I mean, so really, we knew we could go in and dominate people. And really, I'm just being honest with you, there was a portion there during that year. That, yeah. You know, we took our, we were too full of ourselves. Yeah. I mean, life was too good. Life was, was really, yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah. Number Let, one and about 17 and all, you, you, you start getting delusional. Yeah. And you let's let's fast forward to the SEC tournament and right straight to the championship game, mm. which came in the midst of Sir Boris Charkley's career that as great a player as he was, as great a career as he had, he never won a title. And in the championship game of the SEC tournament, is the closest he ever came, and some guy from Roberta, Georgia, <laughs> spoiled that. You know, uh, every time I see Charles, he always brings up that game. I'll see him every now and then. He said, you stole it from me, you know, Kenny Walker. But, uh, Roger, you, you, you probably remember the game like I do. I mean, obviously, Charles Barkley was the SEC player of the year, and Lord knows him and Chuck Person, boy, they were a handful. And they, it was back and forth, back and forth. Uh, eight seconds to go in the game. Uh, I think the score is tied. I made what uh, I guess forty-eight, forty-eight, or something like that. And um, Coach Hall calls a timeout. We got the ball. We're going to take it out on the side. And I just knew that we're going to get the ball to Melvin Turpin. I mean, because Melvin, you know, Melvin is a guy. Melvin just don't miss, you know, whatever. But we were playing against. Charles Barkley, so maybe, and Melvin had a tendency to, you know, to get a little intimidated by Charles. So when we come to the huddle, Coach Hall is drawing up this play. Dickie, I want you to handle the ball at the point. Going to pass it to uh, Jim Masters on the wing. Kenny, I want you to come off a double pick on the baseline, curl around to the top of the key. He said, don't worry about it. By the time you get it, it'll be enough time for you to put up the shot, and you're going to make it. Don't worry about anything else. You'll you'll make the shot. So with me being a sophomore, you got Jim Master, you got Melvin Turpin, you got Sam Bowie. He's drawing up a play for me. So uh, I was shocked about that, but excited, you know, knowing that how much time left on the clock. I'm just, look, I know that Chuck is probably not cooked. That's who was guarding me. I knew he wasn't going to aggressively go for the block shot. So the only thing I had to do is just catch the ball and get it in the air. And I must say it's not the prettiest shot that I've ever made in my career. That thing was a line drive. I remember it hit the front of the rim, and then it bounced up about two feet over the rim, and then it switched back through with no time left on the clock. And I remember after it went through, I looked up under the basket. Charles Barkley was laying on the floor crying like a baby. And I remember Bill Kitley and Coach Hall running out and rubbing me on my head, and we won the championship. That's the first game winner I've ever made in my career, high school, maybe college, or any other time. So that was great. Was that your only one? I think that was my only one. It was glorious. I, I Like I said, I've had a, I have always had a front row seat to watch it, and that was, an, I, that was a big moment for Kenny. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you what. 
uh, Coach Hall had a lot of confidence to run him off that. At, it was a, a double. You came off. You, you caught about the right side elbow. Mm-hmm. What, am I right? Yeah, you're exactly you right. Turn around shooting, mm-hmm. and uh, that showed quite range. He's, he was a little hard on himself there. Would you pull up for a jumper like that? Coming, his angle was actually yeah. Bad. He actually mm-hmm. caught the basketball mm-hmm. at a very bad bad angle. angle yeah. Uh, was it Masters? That Masters, because somehow Dick, Dick, Dickie, Dickie got denied. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if there was nobody that I played with could take away a jump shot <laughs> by passing. But I love Jim Masters. There's no better shooter that I ever played with. But you, <laughs> he, he was not interested in your pocket. But you, so congratulations. That yeah. was a great. Yeah. That was a that was a great that great thing. But that, I remember that we were all just pile yeah. out on him and. Of course, that was Kenny, my roommate, and yeah. bye, yeah, yeah. It was a great moment. Both you guys on earlier broadca- uh, podcasts have talked about going on playing Illinois in the semifinals and Louisville in the regional finals mm-hmm. and the Final Four against Georgetown in 84. Then you come back in 85, and mm-hmm. you've lost a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You're starting from scratch almost it. Mm-hmm. You you do you do get the unexpected invitation to the tournament. Mm-hmm. You go beat Washington, which had a couple NBA players on their team, Christian mm-hmm. Welp and yep. Deflet Shrimp. Yeah, Shrimp. Mm-hmm. Then you play UNLV, which had a couple players. Mm-hmm. Um, real briefly, tell me what your thought process was going into St. John's, and at what point do you know that was going to be the last game you played under Joe B. Hawk? Well, uh, you know, it was all kinds of rumors, you know, floating around, you know, that year. And I remember after we won the first two games against uh, UNLV and Washington and we're getting ready to play St. John's. uh, And I think I might have said this earlier. That's the most relaxed that I think I've ever seen uh, Coach Hall. He was always intense, you know, uh, when he coached, especially before that game with that program. But he was really relaxed the whole time. I think he knew. Uh, I heard some rumors, so like right before we went out to uh, Denver, and I was like, "Well, I'm not. I don't think that's true." I, you know, you know, you played a ball game, and uh, we lost a, a tough, tough ball game against uh, St. John's, and you know, we go to the bus, and we're sitting there waiting, and uh, it's taking a little bit, you know, longer than normal. And uh, I think it was D. Huddleston, who was a state trooper that traveled uh, with Coach Hall at that time. He came to the bus and he said, uh, guys, Coach Hall is, is announcing his retirement uh, on the Kwood show. You know, he was talking to Kwood after the game. So that's when you, you know, you first got it. But, God, you, you're shocked. You just don't see that coming. Uh, I had had a good year uh, personally and – really thought about uh, leaving going to the NBA when I heard that. You know, I wasn't for sure. You know, I was still stinging from the game. Uh, but obviously a few weeks after that, finally talked to and met Coach Sutton, and he convinced me to come back. But uh, that was a shocker because uh, I wanted to play my whole career for uh, Coach Hall. Nothing against uh, Coach Sutton, uh, but you always want to finish what you started. Uh, I always tease Coach Hall uh, on a personal level. I said I would have called I would have called Dan Nelson all time scoring if you would have came back, you know. And he would always laugh. I said I'm going to always hold that against you. I came up I think maybe about 80 points uh, short. Uh, but I respect this decision. 
I think the loss to Georgetown was so painful to him. He told me one time that he wanted to win that game and ride off into the sunset. But when he didn't, he came back for that one more year and disappointing season, but I thought that we, we, we sent him out probably the best way possible. Uh, well, the 85 season, I thought well, it was uh, – we lose, you know, like you mentioned, Oscar, we lost everybody and nobody really expected. And really that was the first year as a Kentucky basketball player that you see – you got – you, you experience massive disappointment by your fan base and what you're doing as a ball player. So it's the first time you feel that. I felt that. You felt that. Mm-hmm. Kenny was having a good year. The rest of us were struggling because mm-hmm. Kenny was the only one that got quality time. Mm-hmm. Nobody else got quality time before that. But last half of the year, we could have beat anybody in the country, particularly going into the tournament. I mean, yeah. St. John's is neither number one or two in the country, and we're within four points with four minutes to go mm-hmm. of that game. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was no fluke. And you would have okay. got to play at Rupp Arena if you no got fluke. out there. It was no fault oh, yeah. that we were playing with them. Yeah. And we, that was the thing when you played at Kentucky. Even though you were having a bad year, you were still Kentucky. That's we, right. We were, we, nobody was intimidated by St. John's. Mm-mm. We, did, we, 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 we always were Kentucky. It doesn't matter who we are. We can beat anybody. So, um, uh, But, you know, they, they had some great you know, Hall of Fame players. I mean, Mark Jackson. I mean, uh, Walter Berry. Walter, Walter Berry. Bill Winnington. Yeah, so, well, we were, we were lacing them. Yeah. We, were, we were taking it to them, man. Yeah. And, uh, so, but, that, but that was really the start of, the, of, the, of what we had in 86. And I'll say this about Coach Hall. I mean, I had a very turbulent relationship with Coach Hall where it started out, uh, you know, I, I was forced to play my sophomore year. When I, before I was probably ready to, to play the position that they needed me to play because I didn't play much as a freshman. And so uh, it got turbulent. But, but at the end of our, of our relationship, at the end of that year, I mean, I could say something to him, and he, he would actually, if I felt like we needed to make a personnel change, yep. before, he would actually, <laughs> I'd say, Coach, we need to get him, we need this in. And, and, and a lot of times he'd accommodate that. Because, uh, but but so I would have loved to have played for him uh, one more year as well. I love I love Roger because he drove Coach Hall crazy. Yeah. He said, oh, yeah. "No no no hot dogging, Roger. Don't yeah. you know? No behind the yeah. back passes. Yeah. And no sooner as he tell Roger, no behind the back pass. The very yeah. next play, right behind behind. I, I was not gonna give up my best. He, he changed a lot. I played a lot. It was for the good. But he, I was not going to give up my behind the back. You were gonna have to burn me into that. Now on your flight back from Denver, mm-hmm. you can't tell me that you guys." weren't already in the back of your mind thinking, I wish they would get him, or I wish they would get this guy. Mm-hmm. Now, we know you ended up with Eddie Sutton. That's mm-hmm. given. Mm-hmm. But what was your process before somebody gave you the name Eddie Sutton? Who did you want initially to be your coach? Boy, you know what? I That's a good question. I didn't really think about a whole lot of people, you know. I mean, I I mean, I was in shock about that for a long time. And like Roger said, I had had a really uh really good year and I was being told that I could be drafted in the middle of the first round, you know, if I left. So, I wasn't for sure if I wanted to come back and get in a whole new system and do all of that uh and I remember sitting down with my parents and saying, look, if you guys want me to go, 
I'll go and take care of you guys. And I remember my mom and dad said, Kenny, that's nice, but we want you to do what's best for you. Don't worry about us and our lifestyle. And I remember Coach Hall, Leonard Hamilton, basically saying, look, if you come back for another year, you get a little stronger. Instead of being in the middle of the first round, maybe you're in the top ten, top five pick, and then you get your degree, you make your mom happy, you'll be a little bit more ready for it. So that kind of made sense to me. Is it true that once Eddie got the job, Eddie told you, I guarantee you that Roger Harden would force the ball inside <laughs> at least 25 times a game? Well, and he met with Roger and said, Roger, you will not take a 12-foot <laughs> jump shot if Kenny is two feet closer to the bucket. <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you. Uh, now, I'm being facetious there, guys. My freshman year, Oscar, that message was already delivered three years before, okay, because – at that point, I had, I, you know, being a scorer in high school, I was, yeah, you're right. I probably shouldn't shoot the ball that uh, much. But, but, you know, I don't think there was a consensus, was there? I, I think back, nobody, we weren't cheering for anybody, really, no. to be honest with you. I mean, we just, you know, we knew Mr. Hagan and Mr. Singletary. Yeah, would, would, they would take, take care of it. Matters, and we heard mm-hmm. names out there, but to be honest with you, we didn't really care who it was. Mm-mm. Let's fast forward. We got just a little time here to get in the fact you get into the tournament, you you guys are rolling. Mm-hmm. I mean, by mid-January, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you're you already looking at postseason. Mm-hmm. I mean, you wax everybody home and away. You've got LSU twice already. you got Alabama twice already. You get to the SEC tournament. You get them a third time. <laughs> yep. Then you get to the regional in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, get them a Where <laughs> LSU got the fortunate of hosting a higher-rated Georgia Tech team at home, which they probably shouldn't have beat. Yeah. And you come back and you beat Alabama, and you're in the That's elite good eight. Alabama. Yeah, yeah, they were great. With Buck Johnson, yeah. Derek McKee, yeah. Connor, yeah. Farmer, yeah. Godfrey. Yeah. And if you good. beat LSU, you're going to be facing a Louisville team most mm. likely mm-hmm. in the Final Four that you had already beaten early. In Rupp Arena. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. Well, I'm, I remember having a lot of conversation with Roger, you know, that year because uh, Coach Sutton made uh, – myself, Roger, and Leroy, captains. And we were always constantly, you know, in meetings, you know, with Coach Sutton about what we're going to eat, dress codes, I mean, all kinds of stuff. He he kind of gave us some freedoms to make, you know, decisions. And you're right. We, you know, we're rolling along. We know we're better, better than these guys. I mean, every time that we played LSU and Alabama, they were all good games. I remember Roger, uh, buzzer beater, at LSU, we beat them uh, down at their place in the regular season. And at Alabama, he made a buzzer beater to win it. So they, we were always good games, but we were confident that we were going to win. And the only thing that Roger and I was talking about, the Final Four was in Dallas that year. We just knew that we were going to go out winning the championship. We were playing well. We had beaten some really good teams. We were really good, confident, uh, very confident. We are going to go out just like Jack Given and those guys with the championship. And – Unfortunately, we had to play both of those teams four four times, and LSU beat us by two points. And I remember even in that ball game that they won, James Blackman heaving a shot at half court that bounced off the front of the rim that almost went in. And I'm really confident, of course, it's easy to say this now, but I'm confident if we could have gotten to the Final Four, Louisville had a great team, but 
we matched up very well against Louisville. We had beaten them, and if we could have beaten Louisville, we would have beat a, probably a good Duke team in the uh, championship game. But I think that was probably – we had a good chance to win it in 84, but I think our senior year was probably our best chance to take it. Probably. You know, it was uh, – you know, fans today can imagine, you know, you didn't, weren't alive back then but or, you know, weren't aware of what was going on. But we weren't really highly ranked you know, going mm-hmm. into our senior year. And uh, it was really a precursor to the way the game's played today. Uh, we started three guards. Mm-hmm. Six, yep. three, six, two, six, one. And I'm not sure why most more people back then didn't see that equation, but, uh, yeah. but we, 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 we were, we, we were a chemistry team. We were a team that of all the teams that I've played with on here, our fans remember our 86 team. Mm-hmm. They have great affection for the 86 team. Mm-hmm. We, we, we had chemistry. We played hard. Uh, Kenny Walker was the greatest superstar to play with. He was the greatest superstar you could ever play with because he always worked hard. He didn't look down on nobody. And he showed up and he went to work every day and the way he conducted himself off the floor. He, he was your friend. He wasn't your, your in-house superstar. We had to live in his world, though we did live in his world. Okay. <laughs> and it was a great world, by the way. Guys, yeah. let's wind up. I'm going to show you something. We'll wind up with you telling us what you felt on senior night after four years together. Well, look at that perm by coach. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I tell you, uh, I got I got a couple pictures. I think Oscar, you you gave me some pictures the last time I saw you, and uh, obviously, Roger and I, as we've been talking here for like the last hour or so, we can go on and on with the great memories. But the greatest memory uh, that I have, and I got video footage of it. I got plenty of pictures of it. Senior night when we're all standing out there with our families. I have people to this day that could come up to me and say, Kenny, I remember what your dad was wearing that night, a gray suit with a gray hat, you know, blue shirt, gray tie, and uh, happy. might have been the last time the Happy Channel sang My Old Kentucky Home. Mm-hmm. And I remember after he got finished singing My Old Kentucky Home, me and Roger and Leroy just embraced there at center court. Uh, it gets no better than that. Happy Chandler, senior night. Big win against a LSU team that ultimately put us out of the tournament. I mean, national uh, televised audience. I mean, still to this day, I, I think everybody who's had a senior night at UK, to experience that with your teammates, like we were really close, and then our families, you know, unbelievable. I'm just – I'm grateful that I'm grateful that I just got to be a part of it. I mean, to have played – Basketball, Kentucky, and you, you you know how our fans do us on senior night. I mean, come on. I mean, they, who, who gets to experience that? Uh, a, a state pouring their heart out to you. Mm-hmm. Literally, the entire state. And you're with all these great players. And to be able to have just experienced that and uh, to, to, to put on the uniform. I mean, the off-court memories. You know, we talk about and we love to – I love to share them. That's what I really remember about off the court. But really, at the end of the day, basketball is about relationships and the relationships that you get to join. And you, you're you very thankful because when you played at the University of Kentucky, 
uh, while you're there, you get to truly, you can still make a difference in people's lives, but you know, the amount of kids and the culture, you are part of the culture in so many people's lives when you play basketball at the University of Kentucky. So it was, it was a blessing to just be a, a part of it for that just small, small point in history get to know people like you Oscar and here it is 35 years yeah later man we get to come on here and talk about it and there'll, there'll be a few people out there being joyless I'm very blessed yeah. I love it and uh it, I want to thank you for having yeah. me today and yeah tell my boy Sky that I love him and we'll do it again yeah down the road, uh, absolutely I love can't you guys could, yeah couldn't set it any better Our thanks to Kenny Walker and Roger Harden for sharing their stories and experiences in this episode of Conversations with Oscar Combs, presented by Rafferty's and Double Dogs. If you missed part one of Oscar's conversation with Kenny and Roger, episode 57 is part one of this two-part series. For more with Kenny Walker, check out episode seven and eight of Conversations. And don't forget that you can listen to Oscar's conversation with Roger Harden. Those are episodes 27 and 28. All episodes of Conversations can be found at oscarcombs.com and also in the Google Play Store and in iTunes. Search for at Wildcat News, subscribe, and each episode is automatically downloaded to your mobile device. And with Oscar, he's easy to find online. You can follow him on Twitter at Wildcat News. I'm Bo Robinson, thanking you for listening to this episode of Conversations with Oscar Combs, presented by Rafferty's and Double Dogs. And as always, go Big Blue. Tape this, Bo. Before I came in, right? Now, I got to tell Kenny. I, you got to give me a minute with Walker, right? I don't yeah. get to see Kenny Walker a lot, yeah. right? Right. So, I, I go over and I'm having, you know, I dip. I did dip. Mm-hmm. All right? I started dipping. You live out here in these little towns long ago. Right. Your ass is going to try dipping, right? D- that's right. Eventually. That's you're right. hanging out. Yeah. With me, anyway. Yeah. So, I, 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 I started dipping and I go down to see Coach Hall. Mm-hmm. Okay? And Oscar's over there, right? Mm-hmm. Now, me and Coach got a different relationship, right? Yeah. But I, I put in dip, and Coach Hall looked over at me and said, what's that? I said, what's what? He said, what's that? What you just put in your mouth? I said, Oscar, Coach, I picked up this habit about six years ago. He goes, take it out. <laughs> and I said, I started laughing. I thought he was kidding, right? No. He said, no. He said, and, and so I'm trying to talk to him, you know, about a few issues. And he goes, he said, no. I said, take it out. <laughs> Right? Take it out right now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. He, yeah. doesn't, like, try to stick up for me or anything, and he gets uh, – uh, jumps in as well, all right, and, and, and says, no, so are you done now? I'm like, I, what? Am I done? <laughs> yeah, I guess I am. I, I went home and told my wife. I said, they jumped me like yeah. And you always will be. I'm going to take that from him the next time I see him. He hadn't, he hadn't but taken I any sense then. Yeah. And he hadn't taken any sense Yeah, yeah. that's good. Now, Kenny, <laughs> you can top that. Mm-hmm. What was it when, oh, this has been several years ago, we were sitting in Rafferty's eating, and you walked in, and you had some some hair, little bit. Yeah. Little, oh, corn rolls. Yeah. Yeah. And Coach looked at you. Yeah. What yeah. did he say? Yeah, he he started laughing and started then put it run his hand through my hair and said, "Hey, that's kind of different." Well, you know, I like that. He said, "But you know what? Hey. You can add that when you." Hey, <laughs> let me say this to you, okay? In the '80s, on a basketball team, uh, hair was a big thing. 
it was what the policy was. Yeah. You were being recruited when you came to Kentucky. Uh, you know, when you, you, you know, everybody, they told you we could, we had to wear our hair a certain way. Yeah. And the African-American guys, the big thing in the 80s yeah. was. What, what the, 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 the afro. The afro, no, no, no the jerry curl. The jerry curl. When Winston and James. The deal was. Can the brothers wear jerry curls? Or how long can they after? Yeah. You know, like uh, yeah. Coach uh, Coach Roach, right? Yeah. Who was a legendary high school. Yeah. Boys had strict standards about what he was doing with the hair. Yeah. And any time there was a standard with the African-American, yep. what yep. the appropriate way to wear That's and right. Everybody would call uh, uh, Coach Roach and yep. say, this is what I think is reasonable. Yeah. You had yeah. The white guys, our hair, we could not. <laughs> the end of our ear had the. Uh, you had to be able to see the bottom of our ear, and if it, your hair got too long under Coach yeah. Hall, you were sent to get well, a haircut. I know one thing now, that that's not no, talking no, about no, today. But, These guys, the, they just the, show up with the, yellow hair, pink hair, yeah, whatever they want hair. Okay, we were okay. Come on, man, we're, where's, Roger, where's the color? Roger. Yeah. We, Roger, we, thumb through these and see if everybody met the hair standards. We, 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 you see that? You see the bottom yeah, of his ear? Yeah. You, you, hey, you talking about McKinley? Yeah. What about, what about clean? You see that? I had, you see clean, clean, clean shave, clean shave, too. Clean shave, you could not have Coat and tie on the road. Kenny Walker there. Yeah. 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 That is a kid straight out of Roberta Georgia. I will conform to what you want me to conform to. Yeah. But when I get on the floor, somebody's going to get their ass kicked. That's right. That's right. That's <laughs> always I, all about. Yeah. Day, yeah. Know, let me tell you something. But yeah. now, but now, but, but now mm. in the late 70s, before the 78 team, mm. Larry Johnson had an afro. Well, afro yeah. permitted. Yeah. Yeah. When it started, uh, the afro, yeah, the afro, the afro was going out in the in the late seventies, mm-hmm. in the early eighties. Uh, I guess you can thank Michael Jackson, Prince, that kind of came yeah. up with the Jerry curl, and and then most of us wanted to do that. Matter of fact, uh, Winston and James inspired me, and I remember Coach Hall let them let them have it for that one year, yeah, and then after that. Yeah, it had to go. Hey, what, 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 you kind of you, uh, you had a mini prince. Was that your? Oh, that was my senior year. That was Eddie so, Sutton. So, uh, that was Eddie Sutton. So listen, yeah. Eddie Sutton comes. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's fast Eddie Sutton. Right, he got yep. the afro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Walker is. Yeah. Walker, first of all, is going to be able to do anything he wants to because we're all worried. We're all trying to figure out if he's going to come back or not. Right. So we know Kenny starting <laughs> like a prince haircut, a little yeah. bit of a prince haircut, and Kenny has always been a guy that likes to express himself. He's culturally yeah. expressed himself, <laughs> and he's really good at it. He's not too loud, but he's always on the <laughs> look at how he's dressed. Today, right? See how Walker walks yeah. in? He's always dressed like that. Okay, mm-hmm. he's always impeccable. He has a fashion statement. So he's going to go with the Prince haircut. We're like, we'll see if Eddie, if Eddie, if Walker can pull this off, we can do the other things yeah. with our hair, yeah. right? Yeah. So Kenny, like that was a breakthrough year for hair in Kentucky basketball. Yeah. 1986, yeah. Kenny Walker did it with yeah. the Prince haircut. Yeah, and, but, but here's the thing about it. He made me cut it. Halfway during the year, I know what. Hey, hey, yeah, because he 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 sat me down. He said, yes. "That's not a haircut of an all American." I went. <laughs> what what? I like that was, <laughs> and, Well, it was. What? Come on, that was, yeah. That, that, and, but we yeah. liked it. You know? Yeah, it was. It was different. <laughs> but it had to go. 
It had and, to go. But ultimately, the yeah. image, the uh, Kentucky basketball image. But it went, and it didn't matter. I kicked Buck. For a moment there, we, yeah. we did it. But it did get relaxed a little bit more. Yeah. Fellas, yeah. you guys had a fun time here. Oh, no, that's great. Yeah. We, we had four I years mean, of it. 